Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. Dave. Is this our new season? This for is our, our new season. I don't. I'm so excited. I, I'm standing up doing this today. <laughs> she I'm not really even sitting is. down. I've never <laughs> been so excited. I've missed you. It has been a long time, and I have missed doing this and missed you. Well, I don't, I've seen you, so well, but I've missed doing this with you. I know doing this, the this. podcast. <laughs> we, we need to be very specific about that. Dave's a married man. Rachel podcast. So. No, Dave and I have met to plan for our podcast and just generally talk about how we're excited that everyone's getting vaccinated because Dave and Melissa's day of fun is on the horizon. It's getting closer and closer. And I do think it's interesting that we've been requested to do one in Greensboro and one in Winston-Salem. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, I, see, I meant to tell you that. <laughs> so it's exciting. Now, if if in any of the other cities all over the world that you're listening, you need a Dave and Melissa's Day of Fun, give us plenty of notice and let us know if you're going to take care of our expenses. <laughs> well, I also need to make sure I put enough time to rest my liver in between <laughs> <Exactly>. each one. <laughs> and my tolerance is so low. I don't know about you, but... I don't hardly go out. That's one effect of everything we've been through with COVID is, you know, I didn't realize how social I was. And when I'm not social, I basically just come home and work or watch TV or play with my dog. It's a boring life, but it's been very gratifying and relaxing, except I'm a little bit ready to, I'm an extrovert, so I'm ready to get back out. I'm an extreme extrovert. Have you had your vaccine? I've had both of them. Hey, so I had my second one two weeks ago. No, two days ago. See, my mind's messed up. And I was all tough. I told everyone, it's not going to bother me. I'll be just fine. And I was really, I don't even remember yesterday. (laughs) I worked, but I I did not feel well. But I feel great today. I feel energized. And so it's like my brother just got his second one yesterday, one of my brothers. And I loved it. He sent a text. He said, two weeks from today, we're going to be careful. We're going to protect people, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to get together and enjoy each other again. Well, at least you have a shot to to blame forgetting about a day. I forget days all the time, and I don't have an excuse. <laughs> well, you don't have you don't have Jamie and Jack. <laughs> See, it takes a village here. <laughs> like I have to get people to remind me. And Jeanette, I have a new person working with me, Jeanette, who is trying to keep us all straight. Mm-hmm. I had to bring someone on that has a skill set that none of the rest of us have. And I said, she's going to manage us and keep us straight. And that's really helping, too, because she even sends me my calendar the night before. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I'm so used to... Welcome like, <laughs> to the 21st. <laughs> I'm so used to living on the fly. This is amazing. I might be so organized that we could probably do a podcast every day and I could still work. <laughs> You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman who's happy to be recording another podcast, Melissa Greer. Please forgive our little thing, but we're excited to be together. But of course, we will always bring this back on an important topic. Yes, well, you know, what you were just saying about the team you had reminded me of a question I wanted to ask you a while back. And, you know, you're a full-time agent and you got a team with you. What Um, is... 
What's the difference between a full-time agent and a part-time agent? And is there, is there a reason to go with a full-time agent? And, and Well, I'm, I am a full-time agent, so my answer to that would be there's always a reason to go with a full-time agent. But I don't think that's very objective. But I'll tell you, my, based on my real estate experience, um, I think that real estate over the years has been known as an industry that you could do part-time, that you could maybe be a flight attendant and also be a realtor. I'm thinking of people I've known through the years. Or be a teacher and maybe be a realtor in the summer or do another full-time job, but on the nights and weekends where we're real active being real estate. You know, I think there are people who do that very successfully, and I love all of them. But I think the thing is, is, you know, you can't be a part-time, you can't be a part-time teacher, per se, in the, you know, county school system, I don't think. Maybe, but I don't think you can. I mean, I don't want to... Well, like, you're, you're called a... a um, Sub. A substitute, yes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> See, I, I forget days and words. <laughs> well, the only <laughs> and my wife's in the profession. That's the, bad. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because... I've been trying to help people get vaccinated. And so anyone who's signed up to be a substitute, they, they feel comfortable doing that. And I've learned that they still have those. Plus, I, I always say I was an English major, but my degree was actually in English education. Although I never taught, I did student teach, which I count that. So anyway, I know all about substitutes. <laughs> tell you anything about them. But the, um, the other thing, I just think that real estate is a profession not that I don't compare us to doctors or anything like that, but you can't really be a part-time doctor. You can't be a part-time lawyer. I don't think you can be a part-time CPA. Maybe there's one or two, but it's just not common. So I always feel like it validates our profession to think that we are full-time. Like, we take this seriously. We do this full-time. We take all the classes. We have the – we a part-time agent probably can do a whole lot, but – the experience that a full-time agent does, it gives them experience to different scenarios that help you grow your craft and, um, and help you learn. And I think I've always felt like that's important. I've always felt like that if I deal with someone, say, to do my taxes or go to a doctor to help me with any medical needs, I don't want to think that they're on the weekends selling real estate or doing something else because... I want them to be focused on what they do, especially the doctors, because <laughs> you want them to want to know, you know, know the newest things, the best things to help you. So in my opinion, being a full-time agent is important, and um, it just involves training, it involves education, experience, and just also getting to know the people in our industry on a regular basis. Yeah, and it... it- real estate being a real estate agent is not just the learning that you get in school. I mean it's how much how much of a percentage would you say is hands-on training learning? 90%. Okay. Well, you know in our episode what they don't teach you in real estate school, I get a lot of good comments on that especially from realtors because it is interesting. I've always felt like this is for lack of a better word an apprentice job. You can learn everything you can. In fact, I'm not sure I could pass the real estate class right now. But because it's it's tricky and it's very detail-oriented. And a lot of the things you learn, actually the, the attorneys help us with or the appraisers help us with or title companies do or home inspectors do. And, and it's good to have a general knowledge. I always say I like to know a little bit about a lot of things. 
But as far as selling houses and helping buyers and helping sellers, I want to know about 100% of how to do that because that's how you do, that's how you're successful in, in my business, in my personal business. And I only have learned that from watching other realtors who do it really well, including my family, of working with people and making mistakes and learning from them and having great mentors who I can go to and you only do that when you have an experience or you have a situation that you need help with. So we have great, like I have incredible um, brokers in charge, incredible, Birch Rathway has great management across the state that I depend on so much. And then not only that, but I have a, you know, we have mortgage lenders, we have inspectors, we have contractors that I call constantly to get information and, you know, the closing attorneys help us so much. So I think the what you learn in real estate school and licensing school is helpful because it gives you a really basic overview of our business. But I always joke around and say, when I got out of real estate school, I still didn't know this was a straight commission job. I thought I would get a salary until I actually started doing it. And my mother didn't even tell me it was straight commission until I asked her when I was going to get a paycheck. And she said, when you sell something. Do, so, you, do you think that's why some people start off as part-time because they have to do other work to I pay? think that's a great point. I think that a lot of times there's a real apprehension to saying, I'm going to jump in and work a straight commission job because I'm used to having a salary. Because I think that you have dependents and you have bills, and it is scary, but there's no motivator other than not having a salary and knowing that if you're going to make money, it's because you're going to go out and do something to do it. And we're given the tools to do that. We're given a license to do that. And we just need to, you know, get out there and meet the clients. And, And I've found... I've never had a salary job, ever, which people are very surprised at that. I'm sorry, when I worked at Pepe's Pizza. <laughs> but actually, that, that was hourly. <laughs> but actually, my tips were more than what they paid me hourly, although I was the head waitress. <laughs> and I did get a little bit. Hey. <laughs> I'm I mean, I don't want to brag. I mean, honestly. But one of my greatest accomplishments is I was the head waitress at Pepe's Pizza Den in Chapel Hill. <laughs> so, and I said, but even then, my tips were more. So that's the thing. But I understand the other thing realtors have, you know, we don't get benefits like other people do. So you're, you're basically, even though yeah. you work for a company, you're basically your own business. Yeah. I mean, if you and, want health insurance, you get it. Right. If you want disability, you get it. If you want, what's the other one that I try not to think about because it means you're getting older? Oh, Social Security? Care. Oh, long-term, long-term care. care. <laughs> oh, I, haven't, I haven't looked at that one yet. You should look at that one while you're young. <laughs> I fortunately looked at it, you know, recently because I'm still young. And and, and you can get a better rate. And All right, let's not in. tangent too far on long-term <laughs> okay. care. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I know you're a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> but anyway, but no, so that's the thing. We don't get those benefits. So you really do... It's a, I can understand why some agents don't want to jump in at a hundred percent. Yeah. And how about the way the market is right now? I mean, it seems like it would be insane to even keep up with yourself, you know, cause the market is everything that goes up is selling. I, I'm sure y'all are, everybody's busy. I bet it would be really hard to be a part-time agent right now with this kind of market. I mean, I don't know. It's so interesting. I've been trying to reach an agent to discuss a situation that we have coming up for two days. We keep missing each other on the phone. Finally, I texted her last night when I got home around 8 o'clock. 
and I, and or maybe it was seven thirty. I want to be exact. And I said, um, "Can we talk tomorrow? I know it's been crazy." And she said, "I literally am just finishing up a showing. Can you talk at 10? And I said. I can talk at 945, but then I've got a 10, 11. And then so I gave her two other times and she said, let's just talk at 945. That's every agent, every full-time agent, every part-time agent. There's right now, everyone's scrambling because there's such a frenzy in the real estate market right now with lack of inventory and pent-up demand. So it's interesting. The part-time agents right now, I don't know how they're doing their job in this because we almost have to be, if a house hits the market at 9 a.m., I mean, we got people who've been waiting for that house, and you got to make yourself available to do it. So, so the the part time agents don't necessarily have the support team that a full time agent would have that could accommodate that. So that's another reason that I think it would just be challenging to be a part time agent. But but I'm not saying they cannot be successful. Yeah, there are a lot of them out there, and there are probably some good ones out there. We're just doing a comparison. Yeah, and and that brings it back to what started the conversation. As you said, you had a team. So I do. how has that beneficial for your client? Well, I have a, I have a great support team and, and what I learned a long time ago is I can't be everything to every person, although I try, <laughs> but so to know that like we do a lot of group texting, like, so when I get a client and know that I have a new client and they're committed to either listing or buying with me, I'll send out a group text with my support team and introduce them and just say, th- and we set up a group text to communicate. It's a great way where I'm updated, and I just say, these are the people that help, and, and we'll, you'll be in touch with them. I'm still very much involved, and also obviously the big decisions I guide them through. But it's, it is so important to have that because then we have the ability to service people so much better because there's four of us. And each one can specialize in something, exactly. too, which is very helpful. Yeah, like I have vice presidents in charge of everything, <laughs> which is always good. Do you have a vice president of your calendar yet? I'm going to give my new person, Jeanette, she could be the vice president in charge of my calendar, although I may have co-vice presidents in charge of that. So here's a great example. The other day, I was touring someone around Greensboro, and I really wanted to focus on her. So I threw my phone in the back seat. And um, when we finished two hours later, I had 86 text messages on my phone. 86. So I'm really surprised you remembered where you threw your phone. Well, it was the first time. (laughs) Usually I would have spent an hour looking for it or at least trying to find my laptop to find my iPhone. But no, when I did that, but I realized what was so comforting is as I was going through them, which, by the way, if I miss a text message from anyone listening, please re- resend it. <laughs> but I went through, and a lot of those texts were taken care of because they were group texts, and, and my support team was there, and they had already done it, taken care of it. And so it really takes a lot of, of – it allows me to focus on the ones I need to. So I, I well, think it allows important. you It allows you to focus on selling the house exactly. or helping buy the house, right? which is a one – well, on it, the list. it allows me to focus on the client. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's the main thing is if I can focus on the client and they know that they have my attention, then the details, they don't mind if other people handle the details if I'm the one actually with them focusing on them. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody would like to have a team than just yeah. one well, person. Well, you do that. Because, I absolutely I mean, have Tiger a team. Moth, what I always love about your company is how... 
I mean, it's such a great way that it's set up because each of you has a certain talent. You bring them together to service your clients business-wise. And then, <laughs> and then, but it's great. I mean, like you have you with your talent, you've got one person who's great at writing. Mm-hmm. You've got one person who can do layouts for, I mean, you've got, and then you've got some other people who support you. But it, that's even a double way that you've done that with the principals and your support team. And what a great way to set up a company. And I have to have it. I mean, I well, can't. I, I yeah. <laughs> I know. You. I can't do it. Like I could never. You know, if if I ended up ever leaving and having my own business, my own individual business, which I don't ever plan on doing, um, but people will retire and stuff. You right. never know. I would have to have. I know exactly what I'd have to have as a support team. My yeah. first three hires, I know right off the bat. Right. The three, my three weaknesses would be there and it make me better at what I do, period. Right. Well, you're like... And I couldn't do that part-time. We've talked I'd about just this. have to do everything. We've <laughs> talked about this before, and it is so important that I'll say it every single podcast. One of the most important things I think that help people succeed is to surround themselves with people who are good at what they're not good at. Mm -hmm. And then you do what you're good at, and you have your support team to do what they're good at. I don't really need anyone who's got my skill set, because I'm not even sure I have one, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) But... I do, there are things I love when I hire people. I love for for them to be empathetic. I like for them to care about people and have compassion, not be driven by money, but driven by service level. Those are the things that I surround myself with that are are like-minded and have, we share a value system. But as far as their skill set, I want them to be the complete opposite of me because otherwise we're floundering. Otherwise everybody would be running around in circles. Everybody would be running around without a cell phone, not knowing where they're supposed to be and what time. And that's it. So no, but but I think so full time versus part time is interesting because as I as I as the years pass and people think, Well, why are you work so hard all the time? Why why don't you slow down and just do this part time? I feel like I wouldn't even know how to do that. So, I would get so distracted doing other things if I were doing something part-time. Now, I could say if I retire, I could do video part-time. Mm-hmm. I could just pick up a story. Yeah. But once I'm in, I'm in 100%. You know, it, yeah. could, it could take me a month and a half to do a video, and I'm working, you know, 60 hours a week. See, that's where we're alike. Yeah. Is I can say, you know, this weekend I'm going to try not to work. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone called me and they really wanted a house... I wouldn't just show them one house. I'd say, well, let's figure out what you want, and let's go ahead and lock this down. Yeah. Once I start something, I like to see it through, and I think I think that's what we have in common. And I know a lot of people are like that. Well, I have a question for you. I've learned this since I've um, started running my own business and working with people who do have talents different than myself. Is I'm really good at, with my ADD, I'm really good at jumping in and getting it to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like it's the anxiety of getting it done and I get over the hardest parts and I get them done. I'm like, yes. And then it's those last details that kill me. They were the same person. Yes. So I, I've, I am, I'm actually looking right now for somebody on the editing side who can help me with those last bit of details mm-hmm. where I can go, I've gotten the story down. I've gotten my vision down. I know the client's going to be happy. I need somebody to take over all these little details. Otherwise, I'm gonna mess something up, which I do, and it drives it drives Rebecca crazy. It drives all the project mm-hmm. managers crazy when I oh, start no. doing the detail stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm gonna say it's so funny. My um, the, my biggest boss, our CEO, Tommy Camp, who I love him, and he supports me so much. And 
I just can't tell you how much he means to me. But he's always said, if I could just have you out talking to people and everyone else take care of everything else, that's really what you developing relationships, getting the business, handling it, making sure people are happy, you know, showing them houses, helping them list their house. That's what I'm good at. And I could do that all day long. And I know that. I can't even really, I'm not that good a driver driving. I'm so glad now people aren't riding with me that much because it's taking so much pressure off of me trying to focus on the 10 and two and what I learned back in driver's ed, which was just a few years ago. But it's like, I'm just like, I know what my skill set is. It's just relationships. It's talking to people, which is interesting because I was telling someone last night, I said, I was shy growing up. I wouldn't, my mother, I was too. My mother would make me look people in the eye. I would always look down and. She would say, and, and I thought... I got a question. Were you wearing Mary Janes and looking down in a little dress? And Well, you know, <laughs> I probably was. And my mother always had to push me out to talk to people. And it was just such a nightmare. But now it's just like I can do it. But I, we, our, my brothers and sisters and I tease about it because my mother never would... She'd walk in a room and that energy would change. Like everybody yeah. would feel her come in. And she was the most gracious person. And I think, again, as I say it over and over again, the, the desire to just be as much like her as I can possibly be helped me overcome a fear of that. And that's become what I'm really better at than going through a home inspection and determining what needs to be done. And, you know, I love, I love my relationships with the repair people. I love talking to them. Yeah. I, I love all that. I love talking to the clients about it. But the actual getting the, the details done... I, it just makes me like I just want to get under the covers. You know? I, I can tell you're rusty because you missed something just then. What I miss? You missed a key part of our podcast. What is that? You talked about Tommy and the CEO, and you didn't even mention sponsorship. Oh my god! <laughs> let me let me. Just, you know you're right. I am rusty. <laughs> the so, look on your face when I say that you're like, oh crap! What oh yeah. what it's coming? So. <laughs> Tommy Camp is the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Carolinas. Love him. He is my biggest support. And if, if and Berkshire, we have a sponsorship, we have a place right before every podcast that can advertise. We absolutely Berkshire do. Hathaway. And this and episode, reach our thousands of <laughs> listeners. This episode, Tommy may not listen to any of these podcasts, but I'll, I'll make sure someone gets them to listen to this one. No, I think the more important thing would be to get our CFO to listen to it because I don't know it's Tommy's decision, but it might be. We'll see. <laughs> and if you never hear Berkshire Hathaway sponsoring this podcast, you'll know we tried. <laughs> That was great. Now, see, that's better than Lowe's or Applebee's or the other ones we brought up. Or Break and Bash, which I still think we need to get we, Yeah, we need to hit Break and Bash. A lot of people, you know, that episode with Ken Frazier was amazing. Well, we're going to get him back on, right? Yeah, actually, I'm going to give a shout out to Ken because he has started a coaching business that I can't imagine he has any time right now because everyone's needing needing him but that episode was our top episode and i think it was all about coping with anxiety yeah. during this time and i just want to thank ken i need to reach out to him i haven't talked to him in a while but we are having ken back on so keep that in mind because that's really sick. i thought you would have been talking to him a lot during covid well what i finally had to do <laughs> is give in to the constant anxiety that is my life and realize that it's not going to change for a minute but hey well at least now you can go well this is real anxiety it is there's a, there's a <laughs> pandemic there's, there's no hiding from it 
Um, I was showing a house to someone who actually said they listened to the podcast and thought that's what I think that's why they reached out to me to buy a house, which Tommy Camp just think about that. Anyway, <laughs> but so anyway, it meant so much to me. But they said um, we were we were talking about it, and this woman she has eyes. Usually, the the challenge with us with showing property is I look at people's expressions, and with the mask, it's been a little bit challenging. And um, but I said, you know, you are the first person I can read your eyes. I can tell when you don't like something. When I can tell when she doesn't like her room by the way her eyes look. And it was so interesting to me that. But I am so looking forward to being able to actually see people's faces because yeah. you can tell so much. And, and you know, our our audio recording is better now because we can actually be in person again, right? And not over. And the I other like companies, that. yeah, I do too. And but, we have um, real microphones and real audio. Well, so. speaking of that woman, <clears throat> I have to go show her a house she loved for a second time, which is always exciting. So I don't want to cut this short. It's not the one I'm trying to buy, is it? Well, well, I got to sell my house first. Yeah, but... so, see, she doesn't. Okay. Now, I'm going to find you something wonderful. Don't worry. I drove down your street the other day, and I thought, what, what a pretty street. In this time this of year. This time of year is gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, so let me run on this, but yep. we better do this soon because I'm excited now. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll We'll put a bunch of them out real okay. quick. I'm going right. to go be a full-time realtor today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.